This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, here lately, I've been struggling with a couple of jobs that I have to get done. I don't look forward to them. They're not something that I necessarily care for. Uh, we just got through uh, scattering our bulls out into our pastures and gathering all of them up at once is is not fun. You try to confine them in a corral and, and stuff breaks because they're way over 2,000 pounds and they bump into each other or slam each other into stuff and stuff breaks. And so I don't, I don't necessarily care for messing with the bulls. My Aunt Amy has been on her horse and had the bull pick up her and her horse and set them elsewhere. She doesn't like them either, so I, I don't stand alone on this. But do you ever have a job that you need to get done that you just really don't look forward to? I mean, just one of them jobs that's just, it takes up a lot of your time. It could be dangerous, or you might have to deal with people that you don't care for even. We all have, their, the, I know I know I'm not alone. Y'all all have some kind of job that you do not want to do. And so that's what I got out of it. That's what you're going to get this morning as a lesson, is a job that a man in the Bible did not want to do. So much so that he left. I mean, that, I mean he woke up in the morning and he took off, and he's, he's gone. Jonah. In Jonah chapter 1, verses number 1, it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, and he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord." I don't know, nobody knows where Tarshish is. There's a bunch of different ideas. A lot of, a lot of archaeologists, they've been looking for Tarshish for a long time. There's some people that say that it is on the other end of the Mediterranean, at the very tip of Spain. Like in, in, in Jonah's time, that was like two nautical miles away from falling off the edge of the earth. I mean, that, that's, I mean, whenever he decided to get up and go, I mean, he went as far as he probably possibly could. He did not want to go to Nineveh. And, and granted, he, he, he had good reason. At the time of Jonah, uh, Nineveh is the capital of Assyria at the time. So that was their property. They owned everything, and they were absolutely ruthless. There is legend says that they could skin their enemies like take the skin off of their body and show it to them before they died. I mean, that's, that's how good these fellows were with the blade. I, I thought that was impressive, very impressive. Their enemies, whenever they conquer them, they would stick them with a, with a, a pike pole and set them on the ground, let them hang there and die. You could say that they ruled with an iron fist, but either way, 
they were, they were good at what they did, and that was conquering whatever they wanted to conquer until the Babylonians came along. But Jonah had good reason, in my opinion, not to go to Nineveh. And so whenever I started thinking of me having to put up with bulls, I was like, well, at, at least I, God's not speaking to me and I have to go somewhere where I really don't want to go. It could be worse. Bulls aren't that bad. They do serve a purpose, you know. I want you to think about your role as a Christian today and the things that we should do as Christians and being a part of the body of Christ. We each have a role to play. It's all different roles. My role is, is not the same as Granny's role. She's better at things than, than I am. She actually cares about a lot more people than I do. I, I, you know, I'm just I'm a little cold-hearted. I, that's just the way I am. I, I don't genuinely care about people's well-being like Granny does. Are you healthy? Are you standing up? Did you get to wake up this morning? Great, you're doing good. But Granny actually cares, and I'm not like that. Romans chapter 12, verses number 1 through 21 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man, <clears throat> excuse me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according, to God, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on ex exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation, Adhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love, and honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Distributing of the, to the necessities of the saints given to hospitality, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescending to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recom recompense to no man evil for evil, providing things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good.
we can do this. Can't we? I mean, that, that's, not a, that's not a terrible list, is it? it? I mean, it was a long one. But all those things, they can be accomplished, can't they? Put it a lot simpler. Can we love our neighbor as ourselves? That's pretty much what those scriptures boil down to. Can we love our neighbor as ourselves? That verse does not say that we love our brother and sister in Christ as ourselves. It says that we love our neighbor. That translated, that's, that's the people that we are around. Can we show them that kind of love that we show ourselves? I don't let myself miss a meal. I do not let myself go thirsty. If I need clothes, I buy nice clothes. I take care of myself. Do we care for our neighbors in that same way? To look to their needs? This, this is a commandment from the Lord. It's not just one of those, you know, hey, do this whenever you got some spare time. This is a priority. This is how we as Christians ought to live our lives. Do you spend your time doing the will of God or do you spend your time worried about yourselves? Jonah was worried about himself. He had good reason to worry about himself. It would very easily be a death sentence for him. But either way, God commanded him to do something. He decided not to. As the story goes, Jonah got on the ship. He headed to Tarshish. He didn't make it very far. He had a purpose. He had a plan for Jonah. And Jonah was getting in that water where those sailors threw him over or he ripped it in half. But he was at least man enough to say, this is my fault, fellas. I'm going overboard. And then he got spit up on dry land. In John chapter 3, verse number 1 through 3, he says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to, unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. Okay, I, I got a confession to make. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I don't know how many times I've read this story. And I thought... Nineveh was a three days journey from where he got spit up on land. Let's say here, here's Israel, here's the Mediterranean. I'm going to say that Jonah probably made it about right here and then he got spit up on land somewhere over here. Mosul, Iraq on the Tigris River, that's Nineveh. He did not get there in three days. 
That's how big Nineveh was. It took three days to walk through it. Now, I'm not in the best of shape. I got two bad knees. I got shrapnel on both of my feet. I can walk across Amarillo in a day. I'm thinking I probably can if something doesn't break or I just plumb give out. That is a huge city. Massive. This is a Assyrian Empire. I mean, this is, that's the Assyrian Empire. I mean, everything on the Tigris and Euphrates and all the way down into Egypt. Now, granted, this is whenever they were at their height, and I don't think Jonah lived that long to see that. But still, it's one of the oldest civilizations on the face of the earth. This is a huge place. And Nineveh was its capital, and it was full of huge bad people. They were sinning against God, and you're going to send one man, the Lone Ranger, in there to preach. Impressive. Very impressive. John 3, 4, and 6, it says, And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh, through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be over, over covered, excuse me, covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn away, turn every one from his evil way and from the, the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? I've, in my time, I've heard a few pretty good hellfire and brimstone lessons, but that one, you know, had to have been good. We're talking about one man going in to a city of thousands of thousands of people, and he gets the mayor, the governor, the king himself to put on sackcloth. And not only that, but put sackcloth on their animals. Well done, Jonah. Very well done. He got his point across. Now, granted, God gave him the words, but still, that is impressive. Very, very impressive. What about your role as a Christian? Can you talk to one person about Christ, let alone go into a city of heathens and preach to them and get them to repent? I mean, Jonah has set the bar so high, I, I, I don't know. God was with him. That's all I can say was God was with him. Kind of makes me feel like uh, I'm running from my job as a Christian. 
maybe I ought to put a little bit more effort. in teaching others to be in a lot to those that are around about me. And God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not. I kind of think that Jonah was was kind of hoping for one of them Sodom and Gomorrah moments for the city of Nineveh. I mean, God, I'm going to go in there real quick. You just give me enough time to get out before you release hell upon these people. But you know, you know what the difference is in between people now and the people of Nineveh back then? People now don't have a Jonah in their lives. That's the only difference. Sin is sin. Whether you're in a city of sinners or you're at your own house and you're sinning, it's still sin. We are called to be Jonas. We are called to be a teacher of the truth. A lot unto the world. And why do, we, why do we get afraid? Why do we fear? That's what my problem is, is fear. I was listening to a gentleman. He was ranting and raving. He wasn't ranting. He was ranting a little bit. About difficult times. Known this man for, I don't know, probably going on 15 years now. Consider him a good friend. I finally had had enough. I just got to that breaking point, and I started hammering with Scripture. It just about severed the relationship. Just about. Came really, really close. At what point are we going to say enough is enough? And give people that hellfire and brimstone lesson. That one that they really need to hear. There's a lot of people in this world that that all they hear is aggression. The way the world is now, all they... It's just everything. there's, There's Christians out there now that don't even believe in hell. Preach people the truth. Tell them there is consequences for sin. Not everybody is going to heaven. That's just the fact of it. Not everybody is going to heaven. And those that don't, they go to hell. And it is a real place. And it is miserable. Matthew 28, 19-20, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always even to the end of the world. Amen. Go and teach. And you can do a lot of teaching without ever saying a word. I know that because my wife knows how to call me an idiot without ever even opening her mouth. It can be done. She just kind of... 
You know, you get that side eye, slow turn. I'm like, what are you thinking? You can say a lot without words. Live your life as a Christian. Do good to those that are around about you. Anymore, just show people love. There is so much hate in our world already. You don't, we don't need to add to that. Just show people love. Just care for them. The saying is true. The quickest way to a man's heart is through food. Take him some food. Show him that you care. Colossians 4, 5, and 6 says, Walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech always... Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. That relationship that I, that I almost severed, I, I did have an answer. I might have been lacking a little bit in the salt, but I had the biblical answer, and it might have came out a little gruff and harsh. But I tell you, if... If I wouldn't have done it any other way, he wouldn't have heard a word I said. Because at that moment in time, that was all he was going to hear. I met his anger with a little bit more anger and aggression. And he heard me. And that relationship still stands to this day. Jonah succeeded getting the people to repent. And the ruins of Nineveh and the, the main, uh, on the bank of the Tigris, they, they have two high places inside the main uh, castle area, I guess you would call it. Not much of a castle there anymore. Anyway, they have two mounds. There's a lesser and a greater mound. The lesser of those mounds is a high place to honor the king. The other one is to honor Jonah, what the Muslims call Jonah. Several years later, they built a mosque on top of it. 2014, Asas or Asa I blew that thing to smithereens, but still, for generations and generations, those people honored Jonah and him coming and teaching them about God. And here's the thing, too, that as this story goes, Jonah was still mad. I, I, it just, it, it poured hot coals, pouring hot coals on his head whenever the people of Nineveh repented. I mean, he was mad. You know, good things happened, and he just, like I said, he was wanting to go get in, get out, go sit on a hill and watch that whole place get destroyed. I really do think that he was thinking, he was like on the lines of Sodom and Gomorrah, top execution, but now they repented. And it displeased him. John chapter 4, verse number 1 says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying? When I was yet in my country, therefore I fled before thee unto Tarshish. For I knew that thou art a gracious God, and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. 
Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. That's the thing. No matter how bad we mess up, we do have a gracious and merciful, long-suffering God that we love, that loves us. Loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son that we do not have to perish in hell for our sins. That is a gracious God. A merciful God. First John 1, 7 through 9 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're here this morning and you struggle with life and being that lot to those that are around about you, we can help you with that, try to help you with it. I might be able to give you a few pointers, not very many, maybe one or maybe two. But if you don't have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're in the same boat as those residents of Nineveh before Jonah showed up. You're living in sin. And you have no sacrifice for sin. Jesus Christ is that only sacrifice. And the only way you get that is through obeying the gospel plan of salvation. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.